Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. So what do you guys want to do? Do you want to achieve our starry notions or do you just want to get another round? This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the world of a story song. Uh, and this week, uh, there are days, and these are some of them. Uh, <laughs> they happened. Uh, those were them, I guess is how you would say that. That's and, right. Uh, so we're talking about the song, Those Were the Days. Uh, not... Sung by uh, Dingbat and Archie. Uh, different, <laughs> those were the days. Uh, but Not an uh, original very... song by Weird Al Yankovic? No. No? Oh, those yeah, the good that's old right. Days. Good old days. Good old, those were the good old days. Yeah. So these, were, th- these days have no, are not good nor bad. They just merely were. They were yes. days, and those were that they, the days that they were. <laughs> um those were them, their days. <laughs> and uh, there were, were some days, but they th- these days were the right. days that we are talking about these right. particular days. Right. These are not every day. Right. That is ev- these are s- a certain set of days. Mm. Um, the days of which we uh, speak yes. on this day yes. are these uh, Are those days. days. The, the days. Yeah. Yes. Those were them. It's like exactly. Sunday, Monday were happy days. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday sure. were happy days. But those were, I mean, those were the days. These those, are these those days. Were the days. Those were those I've said days. It before. These are these days. <laughs> I'm sorry, what are we Thursday, doing? Thursday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. What a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grooving all week with you. So, <laughs> cha We're doing this song, Those Were the Days, uh, recorded by Mary Hopkin and Michael. Yes. Please tell us the story of this story song. Uh, sure. It's a relatively simple story um, on the surface. It's uh, about a woman who reminisces about um, the days mm-hmm. uh, and the friends that she had and the dreams that they had um, that they discussed at the tavern that they frequented back in the days the days of yeah. their youth, mm-hmm. of their collective youth. In those days, <laughs> that no, she. This is the most empty language uh, conversation we've ever had. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, is it though? <laughs> I mean, so it's it's definitely in the top sixty. But <laughs> so this is the story of a woman looking back, yeah, and being nostalgic for the days when she used to waste her life in a bar drinking. Yes. <laughs> With her loser friends. Like all of us. And thinking, if only I could go back to those days when uh, all I did was sit around in a bar and and drink beer. 
and yeah. talk about all the great stuff that I That's right. clearly was never going to do. The, su- the subtitle to this song was Peaked in High School. Right. Once upon a time First of all, some really nice. What is that? Harpsichord? Uh, I don't know if it's harpsichord. It might be uh, mandolin. Okay. All right. Uh, no, I guess um, it's harpsichord. Right, because the mandolin saved Baby Yoda. So that's that's different. <laughs> um, so we hear Once Upon a Time. Now, obviously, like, okay, so there's going to be a princess. There's going to mm-hmm. be probably a dragon, a sure. knight. Like, these are the things that you assume are going to follow Once Upon a Time. There was a princess um, who drank at a bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so she says, "Once upon a time," which is which is great, by the way. Uh, instantly, we're in a story. We know that this is a story song, right? Exactly. You know, this yeah. is this is as close as you can get to listen, children, to the story. Mm. It's it's once upon a time. There was a story. It's the classic. We opening. Do. It's the classic. Yeah, opening. yeah. We should do. We should look back and see. We should do a ranking of like the most ham fisted, like <laughs> on the nose starts to a story song. Of and I think "Listen, Children to a Story" is I mean gotta be in the top three. Oh yeah, if, oh yeah. If not, yeah. if not number one with a bullet, because yeah. I don't know if there's other ones that were just like this is literally a story. <laughs> Listen to the story that I'm telling. Um, Chapter but, one. Right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think it's a close tie between that and turn the page because turn the page literally says turn the page. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think it's a metaphorical page, but I'm thinking of one in a storybook. <laughs> no, I think it's it's literally the like the old like you'd play the record and it'd yep. be like yep. beep turn the page. <laughs> turn the page. It's a song about um, um about a Winnie the Pooh classic. <laughs> sure. Book and record. Yeah. Um. So anyway, once upon a time, there was <laughs> Four a tavern. Words into this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've, I'm also trying to not whatever. I had a, I had a R two D two one that I always enjoyed because it was the beep of R two D two. R two D two was telling you the story, mm. and then it was time to turn the page. He would. Oh, that's clever. He would beep. Yeah, that's mm, cute. You know, yeah, you know. Um, things that I'm uh, nostalgic for, uh, from my childhood, yeah. my younger days, and I miss. Anyway, unrelated to that, let's talk about this story. Uh, <laughs> once upon a time, there was a tavern where we used to raise a glass or two. So they're double fisting, yeah. um, which is concerning. That's that's sure sign of alcoholism is if you got two drinks in either hand and you're just pounding them down. Well, no, I think I think a glass or two is what she's willing to admit to the listener of the story. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I want to level with you. Exactly. We were drinking all night. Let's just say I had a glass or two. Am I right? right. Nobody tell. Mm-mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, two. Mary. I had a glass or two. A dozen. Am I right? And she just <laughs> elbows you in the ribs. All right. All right. Aunt. And then she brings out one of those novelty glasses that holds an entire bottle of wine. Like, I'll just get one glass. I, I'll just get one glass. We get it, Look Mary. at it. Look how thick it we is. We get it. Yep, yep, yep. You're in here all the time. You do this whole thing every time. You have a problem. You need to go to a church basement. <laughs> and the problem you have is novelty glasses. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We're not concerned about your drinking. We're concerned about no. your novelty glasses. You haven't had yeah, one yeah, regular yeah. glass the entire time I've known you. But you both, both, yeah, both your giant... Wine bottle size glasses, and also your glasses that are two little beer yes. steins, and that's a beer goggles, yeah. and you yeah. literally laugh like a hyena about how funny that is. <laughs> and for the um, and for the last time, Mary, we are a tavern. We cannot serve you out of that beer helmet. I'm not serving yeah. you out of that beer helmet. It's just not going to happen. This is a for business. a variety of reasons. This is a business. Yeah. Mary's big problem is that she gets uh, a lot of Christmas gifts that people buy at the last minute at the register, and they're like, "This is this is perfect. This is perfect yep. for Mary." Yeah, this exactly. Novelty, anything. Yeah. I I don't know what to get this woman. You got something novelty for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does she like to do? I mean, she likes to drink. She she yeah. she raises a glass or two. Good to know. All we have is novelty drinking things. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here you go, Mary. It's a uh, air freshener and a pack of gum. I hope you <laughs> remember how we laughed away the hours and think of all the great things we would do. So let's stop mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. First of all, love, 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 love. That who is in the song? Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember when we laughed away the hours? I sure do. That's right. You got it, Mary. Remember when I gave you that pack of gum? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, so she's talking to us later. We're, we're, not only she's going to call us friend, mm-hmm. which I love it. Um, it's nice to hear. But so, remember, remember that's why they are. And think of all the great things we would do. Now, what great things have we heard? They sat in a tavern and they would drink <laughs> and they laughed. But that that's it. That's the only information we have so far. We're just told they would do great things. Well, let's hold on to this, though, because this is really the only time in this song that Mary's going to be laughing. Yeah. Um, Everything (laughs) after this is devastatingly sad. Uh, So enjoy this moment. Um, The other thing is, like, just talking about all the great things that they would do. Like, that... That seems like an exhausting group of friends. Well, no, but I'll say this. I mean, it depends on what great things they think they're going to do. Because this is so stereotypical, like, drinking buddies thing, where you're just, like, yeah. everybody's sitting around the tavern, you know, drinking mead, I assume, because they're in a tavern. Sure. But they're laughing mm-hmm. away the hours, and, and after a while, you're just like, you know what we should do? Here's what we should do. We should <laughs> yeah. open up a store. And that right. all that store sells is novelty beer stuff. And, that's <laughs> it. and they're like, yes, that is great. And then somebody else says, no, 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 you know what we should do? We should go, wait, 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 wait. We should go to the prairie, and then we should raise prairie dogs. Yeah, that's a great, that's mm-hmm. a great thing. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you ever think about, like, all the crazy, fun things we do every night in this bar? 
We should write a movie about it, you guys. We, <laughs> this <laughs> is a movie. This is a movie right here. Right here. We, we can write this movie. You know what? I'm going to write it tomorrow. I'm going to start writing it tomorrow. Uh, and it's going to be a you check because this is the funnest thing ever. Can I, we're, having all, we're having fun in games, but take away... Mm-hmm. Takeaway Tavern, and this is exactly yeah. how we came up with the idea for this podcast. So wow. maybe we should not throw stones. You, <laughs> you went there, and I appreciate it. Uh, so I, what I'm saying it, is, you're right, Mary. You're exactly right. Go for it. Go for it. All right, yeah, I got yeah, nothing yeah. else to say about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, Michael has left the Zoom meeting. Um, <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was because we don't, we ne- she only, she says, think of all the great things we would do, mm-hmm. right? So within that line, because I'm going to spoil alert, we don't hear about any of the great things they used to do. Sure. We're right. going to move on to the story. So within that line, do, does that live like an entire, ten, basically like 10 year run of Cheers esque hijinks? That they are like, you know what I mean? Like, are they are they doing like prank wars with other taverns? You know, are they like getting in all these wacky misadventures, uh, like straight out of a sitcom? They're- is it you know? Are we, is that where are we are to assume? I mean, I think I don't know. See, here is the thing about saying just saying all the great things. It could be right. a bunch of hijinks that always end after twenty two minutes. Which right? would be great. Mm-hmm. It could sure. It could be some sort of philant- philanthropic thing where they're like, we're going to do great things like, mm-hmm. like spend our weekends with Habitat for Humanity or, yeah. they're, or they're putting together business proposals to bring onto Shark Tank. <laughs> you know, like sure. those are, there's, there's different ways to take it and I don't know which right. way Mary's going. See, right. I, I was interpreting it as like just because it, it, this is the late 60s, like just a right. bunch of people like hanging around a tavern talking about like their art and like yep like you know like i don't know i don't know how to describe it but i i agree no i, I you're exactly right michael this is <clears throat> i think this is art meets revolution because and that a lot of that comes from the musical arrangement obviously yeah. but it could not sound more like it belongs in like uh like the middle of Les Mis or something, right? Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a drink, t- like this is a, uh, what is that song? Drink With Me. Drink With Me, right? From Les Mis, where, I, I, that's the other thing I thought. I was like, oh, is this like a revolutionary thing? Like, is this Fernando? You know, is yeah, this, well, I mean, is this, yeah, yeah. is this like, is, is it, are they revolutionaries that they're they're trying to, to do something? Are they artists who are talking about their art and everybody in the next booth is exhausted about it? <laughs> I don't know. I, and, and, I and would, I will, but I will say, and every, sorry, Michael, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, and each okay. one of those things that it could be, each one of those five things that it could be could color the entire rest of the story. Right. Yeah. You know, I would it's love an, it to be like pranks against another bar. <laughs> the, yeah. The, that's song, the song is completely different if it's pranks against a bar or they're starting a right. revolution. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rest of the song is very different. And the rest of the song works with all of those possibilities. That's yes. the great thing. But you just read into it differently. Yeah. Right. I also now am imagining like Sam and Woody and Cliff like inventing Dada art in like the <laughs> 1930s German yeah. bar, you know? Uh, 
just talking about the bourgeoisie uh, or whatever. Um, I also like Rachel. You bring up because you, know, you, you she talks about all the great things she's do. I was thinking like great, you know, glorious things for them. But I like your idea of like, what if it was like morally great? Like she was like, remember how we used to sit around that bar and drink, and then also like foster like abandoned dogs. Right. Uh, that yeah. was great, and you know, and we ran that that uh, that soup kitchen. That really, yes. really helped out the community. That's right. Um, no, but you know so. what, what? The bad part about that is that they talked about fostering those dogs, and they were like, "Right, mm-hmm. they didn't, do, <laughs> they it. didn't yeah. do it." Should we just we'll get another round instead? Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Or maybe they, maybe they just had like a real low bar, and like their idea of talking about great things that they would do would be like, "Do you guys, do you guys want to get pancakes?" Yeah, yeah. Like, we should, we should Such get a great pancakes. Idea. This guy knows what's up. This guy. <laughs> what? Hold on. Wait, hold, hold, on hold on. I could eat something. Shh, I could eat. Shh, shh, shh. What you got? What if there was like an international house of pancakes? Yes. Whoa. Oh my god. You know who nobody? Ryan. You know what nobody has anymore? Boysenberry mm-hmm. syrup. We have to open a place <laughs> that has boysenberry syrup. <laughs> I would say what the guy hop. I'm on to you. There's no such thing as boysenberry. Get out of here. <laughs> Boysenberry. Um, okay, so think of all the great things we would do. Those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. We'd sing and dance forever and a day. We'd live the life we choose. We'd fight and never lose. For we were young and sure to have our way. Um, do the last part, Dan. La la. <laughs> la la. La la. Uh, so we thought they'd never end. Uh, we I'm sure the people in the booth behind day. them thought they would never end because yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> At that moment, yeah. Stop um, talking already. Go adopt those puppies. <laughs> uh, we live the life we choose. So they're not living the life that they right chose, presumably. Um, we'd fight and never lose. So. Now we come to the, I think, the crux of the matter. What, what are they fighting? Just a, the- a war? Uh, uh, a cultural war? Uh, are they fighting just mediocrity in general? What, 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 or are they what soccer hooligans? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, 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 what fight did they lose? They ran a uh, fight club in the back mm. of the bar. Right. No, that's right. Um, nobody loses at Fight Club. That's no, the third rule no. of Fight Club. Um, right. I, I don't know what they're fighting, but they they were on top. Is the thing they? Well, here I'll say this: the we'd live the life. This is the thing I can't figure out about this song. Mm-hmm. The we'd live the life we choose. We'd fight and never lose. Is that um something that they're longing for? Or is that something that she's looking back at? That we mm. lived the life we choose, we, f- we would fight and we would never lose, and now we right. don't live the life we choose and we fight and we constantly lose. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't figure out where right. it is. Is it, you know? They're, all, they're in law school and they're not, they, right? it turns out they're very bad lawyers. They, they fight right. in court and lose every case. Uh, which is, uh, you know, luck of the draw, they're, they're up against Perry Mason, he literally that's never tough. lost that's the case. Tough. No, I think that's a good point. I think they 
what's interesting about this line is I think she's looking back at herself looking forward, if that makes sense. So looking back, she at the time thought that she would be able to live the life or they collectively would be able to live the life that they chose. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would, whatever they were fighting for, they would prevail. But what I'm saying is, were they living that for a moment and it just didn't follow through? Or is this something that they, that she never had? She never had the life she wanted, that she wanted. I, I'm, my interpretation is I think at the time that she's looking back to the days, um, I, I, I don't know that it mattered. I think right. she was living in anticipation of living the life that she chose. Got it. Got right. it. You know, like at the time it was, she was to a degree, but it was, it was all about making plans. Sure. Sure. More than it was. Like they were, they were back in the days. They were, they were in a stage of just planning and nothing else. They weren't, they weren't doing. They were planning. Got it. And then mm-hmm. when they started doing, it didn't. They started failing. <laughs> they didn't. Those were not the days. Yeah. No. No, after these days, those days were not days. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's that's yeah. just my interpretation. Now, when they but when they say we fight and never lose, is this like an actual fight? Are they part of a some sort of revolution, or again, is it just more of a general like we're fighting a life of you know mediocrity or or boredom? Um, They're fighting against time and age. Yeah. They're young. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think. You know, or mm. you know, I mean, they were. I think it's her saying that they were they were fe- fearless. They didn't care. You know, what I mean, they didn't care. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a revolutionary spirit as opposed to right actual an actual re- revolution. I think it's tough to. I mean, when again, when you listen to the arrangement of this song, it's tough to not see everybody uh, in like you know, like early nineteen hundreds garb holding like sure guns. You know what I mean, like big rifles. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Every, everything in this tavern is made out of pewter. Right, <laughs> right. But I don't think it is an actual song about revolutionaries. Mostly because they never seem to get out of the tavern. <laughs> and the busy years went rushing by us. We lost our starry notions on the way. If by chance I'd see you in the tavern, we'd smile. where I think that they're probably not revolutionaries because I don't think revolutionaries let their busy lives kind of get away. Get, get a, you know, <laughs> they're like, we were gonna, we were gonna well, start like, a revolution, but you know, work just got insane. And yeah, yeah. you know, next thing you know, it's like the school year's over and I was like, what are you gonna right. do? That's the thing. You gotta figure out what you're gonna do for, with the kids for camp. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, guys, I want to overthrow the government but it's just like tuesdays are like i gotta take the kids to soccer you know and it's like and then i gotta get i gotta get dinner on the table you know what i mean and like i can't do pizza every week i just i just can't like i gotta 
I got to figure out a way to cook something, you know? So, like, I definitely want to overthrow the government. Listen, Don't get me wrong. Listen, listen, listen. But my spring is going to open up. So right. I will pencil in an overthrowing of the government <laughs> for spring. But could we just sure. let's just catch up in February or March just to right. see where we're at? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, let's pencil it in. Let's not make it an yeah. official thing yet. Actually, you know what? Jeff is an accountant. Let's wait until after tax season because there's no okay. way he's overthrowing the government <laughs> no before way. tax season. No way. He Look, works at an H&R so block. There's no way. I'm <laughs> I'm still wearing a beret, but it's more of a fashion beret now. So, <laughs> so like I'm right. It's not a functional beret. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I have, yeah. I it's not a revolutionary beret. It's sort of like a. Like a fun beret. Yeah. I approve of it, but who has the time? Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. just like, you know, and I just, at some point you're like, this bandolier is heavy. I think I'm just going <laughs> to put on Suspenders. Like a t-shirt. That's cool. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's tough. Lot, guys. <clears throat> but like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look, we're, it's definitely going to happen, guys. We're it's definitely going to overthrow the government. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, I mean, guys, this art's not going to data itself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> or even like guys, if they're- You guys want to see some data art? How about you fill up this uh, this wine glass with a whole bottle, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I it's, mean, it's, it's, that's sort of- It's revolutionary like o'clock somewhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um or even anyway. if their starry notions weren't revolutionary necessarily in nature, maybe they were revolutionary in that they were like trying to save the world. Like that was, right. well, it was all the great things that they wanted to do. And then they were like, guys, I'm busy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this no. is the, yeah. somebody else will adopt those puppies. Exactly. This is the song version of, you know, of every sort of, you know those movies where people fought, I guess, like, like Hook, where he, like, kind of just becomes an, I think he does become an accountant. And they're like, they have these crazy things, and then they, they settle into, like, a regular, you know, routine. And then, you know, at some point, somebody's like, don't you remember? We used to be crazy. And they're like, oh, right. no, that's not me anymore. And then at sh- slowly but surely, there's, like, at one point where they're like, hey. Hey, it's old Jeff. Old Jeff is back. Jeff isn't an accountant anymore. He's a crazy Dadaist artist. <laughs> I mean, maybe stop calling him old Jeff and <laughs> yeah. And it's and the a word that's really tough in this, or the, a, a part that's really tough in these two lines. First of all, I like to say these are very short um, verses, and they go by very quickly. But there's so much packed yeah. in them. But when she says, if by chance I'd see you in the tavern. So they used to always be in the tavern, raising drinks, raising glasses and having drinks. And now it's just, oh, if I might see you, you know, if I right. happen to. Yeah, see they're you. not even still together as right. a group necessarily. Correct. Yeah. This is like, although when, this is like when they did the spinoff Joey and you're like, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> although I, she. She doesn't say how often, by chance, they see each other in the tavern. So do you think that she, you know? she's just trying to make it seem like she's not in the tavern every night? Yeah, I think I think it's that. I, I mean, I, the same way she was like, oh, yeah, a glass or two, maybe, maybe two. 
you know, for feeling crazy. We'll have a we'll have mm. two glasses. Right. Like, I'll have a white wine spritzer, spritzer, spritzer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Well, yeah. She says, if by chance I'd see you in the tavern. So, like, what are the chances ex- I'll see you in the tavern? A hundred percent. There are a hundred percent chances. <laughs> exactly. See each other in the tavern. You're always. But all there. they would say, all they would do is smile at one another and say, "Those were the days, my friend." Right. Yeah. So all they're going to talk about is the old stuff. Right. They got no new ideas. They got Great no assists. new revolution going on. Um, you know, I guess what they're trying to say is glory days. They'll pass you by. Glory days. <laughs> In the wink of a young girl's eye. Glory days. Glory days. Glory days. A's. Gays. Yeah. I guess that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Take it away, little Stevie. <laughs> 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 uh, so you guys know what time it is it's Christmas time <laughs> <laughs> you've been real good practicing real hard I don't know I don't know not many out not many so what what <laughs> um, why <laughs> ridiculous there's nothing to do with what we're talking about just tonight I stood before the tavern Nothing seemed the way it used to be In the glass I saw strange reflections Was that lonely woman really me? Those were the days my friend Guys, she was so drunk. <laughs> right. She thought that she was trapped inside the glass. That's yeah. how drunk she was. <laughs> she was like, a ti- I'm tiny and I'm trapped inside of this beer glass. And they were like, no, that's a reflection. Uh, is that's this the just, end of St. Elsewhere? Is this a snow globe? <laughs> uh, so she goes from being in the... This is because this is why I think in the second part, she just kind of... She's... a in the tavern every once in a while because oh you know what i'm sorry actually she when she says in the glass that's the window right yeah yeah she's standing oh okay yes. i'm sorry i thought it meant that i thought she said in the oh glass. i thought you're just making with the yuck yucks no no oh, i'm oh, sorry oh, oh I'm you sorry. were really that dumb i got you i got okay you. all right wait a minute hold on <laughs> wow <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding all right now i've signed out of the zoom meeting what <laughs> But so she's going from being in with all her revolutionary friends or artist friends or Cheers softball team uh, all the time in the bar, in the tavern, then every once in a while in the tavern. And now she doesn't even go in the tavern. She just passes by it because it's not for her anymore. That's not her place anymore. So Oh, you think it's like a college bar? Oh, maybe. And she just aged out of it. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah, now she's <laughs> like, cause you don't want to be a townie right in the college bar. I mean, right? yeah, no, it's, it's, it could be rough. Do, yeah. listen, I mean, she, do, she, listen. Still, she still lives in an apartment upstairs from the bar, but right. Do I pass by like, gators look. every week and look in longingly? Sure. I pass by gators every week and look in longingly, but that's just me. So yeah. it's not because I'm sad and lonely. It's because <laughs> I need to check and make sure everything's okay. But like, if she goes in, they're gonna be like, "Look, I don't know how to tell you this. 
you were written off the show three years ago. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, do you think it's Diane from Cheers? Yeah, yeah. Just Shelley yeah. Long? That's right. Mary yeah. Hopkin is <laughs> Shelley Long. <laughs> um, but that's what this is. It's right. Like now she doesn't even have a place in, even if they're doing something revolutionary or artsy or antic-y in there, she doesn't have a place. Right. There's not a place for her. Yeah. I mean, her friends might not even be there and that could be part of it. Like she, she now, <laughs> now she goes to the bar all the time just to look at the building and go, right. Huh. Those were the right. days. <laughs> and what, and what, I mean, we can't imagine what would that be like to look in a reflection and, you know, be horrified by the thing staring back at you or, <laughs> I don't know, let's say you were went on a video call and uh, <laughs> saw your reflection staring back at you and, and were horrified for, by what you saw. Like this yeah, is for fifteen this is months a, in a row for eight hours. <laughs> this is something a day. we can't possibly imagine. Like this is just not not nothing that's in our, you know, yeah. our uh, our understanding. So yeah, this this is definitely a weird part of this. Yeah. Well, this I think she also um in her mind, I think she was still that person the young person that, yeah, we, yeah. that we meet in the first verse and little by little i think she's coming to terms with life moving on and it's th this verse where she really sees it like sure she's still thinking of herself as um as she was when she was younger and she physically sees that she's older well what Nothing if wrong right. with that but she's older right but what if she hasn't been to this tavern in a few years and she remembers the way she looked in the reflection of the window as she was yeah. walking in. And now she sees it and, and is shocked to discover that it doesn't look the same. Right. As, as she remembers it. The name and of this and tavern is Dorian Gray's. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a ghost, right? So yeah, I'm gonna say he's not there, right? I don't think he's actually there. No. I think this is she's imagining that. Are you, wait, are we serious about this? You think so? Not, I mean, not really, but it seems no. a little convenient that because she's looking in the window, she's in a reflection, and then I saw your face, and I heard you call my name. That definitely sounds like that could be a fantasy that she's having, right? Yeah. Right. But. Because also, it, it could also be, but it could also be that she she sees him. Right. Everybody says Norm, and she looks in, and she <laughs> sure. says Norm, and she thinks, right. and she thinks you're still you're still going here. This is still your yeah. Here? Well, that's what I was gonna say. It's I just did a whole song about how we shouldn't be going here anymore. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, right? Because right. she's excited to see him, and then the next thing she says is. You still going to this bar every night? Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. That's what she okay. goes. Oh, my friend. Oh, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my friend. No, those oh. were the days. <laughs> were. These are not those were. days. These are not the days. These are not those days. Yeah. Those were the these days. These are different yeah, yeah. days. These days are better. These, Do you remember? These are these days. Yeah, yeah. 
Those are those days. These are these days. Do you see? It's very. I don't You're know in these days thinking they're those days, but those days were those days. <laughs> these days are these days. You can't be in those these days, are days and these days at the same time. Uh, third base. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it is possible. There. So yeah, like there are two interpretations. One literally, right. This person that she frequented the bar with. Um, was there and was like, oh, hey, Mary, it's you. Yeah, right. Come on in. Or she's seeing her reflection and imagining that, imagining the scene of them all there and the person being like, hey, Mary. And she's like, oh, we're older, but no wiser. That's right. it. And then she goes home. Right. But knowing that she still has these dreams. That the dreams are still alive in her heart, clearly. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, I like it both ways. But she has an early morning meeting, so she can't deal with the dreams right now. That's right. She's a vice president, so she can't yeah. deal with that now. She's VP of sales for the entire <laughs> eastern region. What is she going to do? Yeah. Go hang out and raise a glass or two? Right. That's what conferences are for. That's what those weekend conferences are for. <laughs> Um, but I, I like, I like both of them. I like both of those ideas. Uh, there's a different, there's a different heft to each one of them. If it's Mm -hmm. that she's thinking through the door, there's the familiar laughter in a way, maybe it's that she's seeing the next generation, so to speak, having those similar conversations and that similar um, energy that they had back then Mm. and saying, oh, I saw your face in the faces of these younger people. And, and, you know, I I could, I could think about all those things. Um, But for us, we're older, but we're, we're not any wiser because I look at them and we have the same dreams, right? We're still, this is the same thing that has a different, at that, at that moment though, she smiles nods a little bit, adjusts her beret, and starts walking home in the snow as the camera pans out. That's right. And the credits start to roll. That's right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Snow starts to fall. And um Yeah, and you hear and you hear the the bar singing the chorus and then it fades out. That's right. That's right. But that has a different energy than if it's literally her old companion calling to mm-hmm. her and pulling her back into the bar and pulling her a bit back and she's reliving even if it's for a night reliving this life she used to have. Right. Those are two very different energies. Yeah. I I don't know which one is better. I like both of them. So if you listen to it, you have to listen to it at least two times, once with (laughs) one of them in mind and once with the other in mind. Yeah. And I, I I think there's a a hopefulness to both of those. um, Because seeing that those, dreams and that revolutionary spirit is still alive in others is hopeful for her. And it sort of reinvigorates that in her. Um, and the second version where she actually meets her old friends there, um, it also reinvigorates that, that right revolutionary spirit, the, the dreams that she used to have and realizes that, that they still have them and, Time, it's basically saying, like, as much as time has passed by, time has not passed them by. Right, right. There's there's always an opportunity to live 
those dreams. Yeah. Now, Michael, are we question? Um, because you did the background to this. <clears throat> Is there an answer to this? To what the sort of what way to take no. this or no? No. We, we could totally interpret it how we. No, want we could do this for hours. Perfect. Love it. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess that what she sees is a cardboard cutout of her of her old friend that has been set up by Kevin McAllister uh-huh. to convince her <laughs> that there's a Christmas party going on. Yeah, and that she sees her old friend, and then Michael Jordan goes right. by, uh, uh, and she's 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 totally tricked by. That. I thought you were gonna say what she saw was a cardboard cutout of her friend in a tail in tails in a top hat but behind a curtain <laughs> and she thinks that it's like a ghost but a it's ghost. actually just yeah. a cutout of her friend no no rachel no it is yeah, it's the ghost of right. the kid that was killed in that and then she, apartment that's right yeah. and then when she, they because that's definitely the whole can i say something because that's definitely not a soundstage where they shot a movie that's right that is definitely a real <laughs> apartment that's right Oh man! (laughs) Hey guys, do you like obscure references? (laughs) Because you don't get much more obscure than that. Um. So yeah, so well, we're not even going to tell you what it's a reference to. No, no, you got to look into it. Either you know or you don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. You better. You better start commenting real quick, folks. If you know, you know. If you Um, look, I feel like if you're listening to this show, you probably know. That's true. Yeah. Now. The thing mm-hmm. about the end of let's this just song- say there is <laughs> there is a through line to obscure references in this particular episode. <laughs> well, I was going to say you can there. Yeah, it's our second Ted Danson. You can put it reference. together, folks. You can put it together. Yeah, you can do. Dan it. just gave you the final hint. Um, <laughs> what is with the children singing at the end of this? Do they sing throughout? I forget. Um, I there's the la, I la, think la, it's, la. Uh, it might just be the last verse because the 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 chorus gets louder. I think right as but, the song because it's on. a drinking song. So every time the yeah. chorus comes in, more they're getting more and more drunk. Um, yeah, but at the end, there's it's clearly a chorus of children. Mm. Well, you know, the drinking age was younger back then. That's true. Also, it feels like this is in Europe. They start drinking at the age of four. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> they 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 put uh, wine in in baby bottles. So yeah, you know, there's drinks it, called like it, children's beer. You know what I mean? Like there's sure. no, <laughs> you know, there's, it's <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Um. So I don't know. Maybe it's just representative of her youthful dreams, mm. or maybe just. I don't know. They, they street urchins, just a bunch of street urchins outside could be. the, yeah, outside sure. the yeah. tavern. Yeah, it's the early 1800s. They're all named yeah. Patches. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the expanded. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, even if she does see her friend, the only thing they're going to talk about, guess what, is those were the days, my friend. They thought they'd never end. We'd sing and dance forever in a day. We'd live the life we choose. We'd fight and never lose. We were young and sure to have our way. Those were the days. Oh, yes. Those were the days. And the friend is like, you never ask me about like how things are going now. Yeah. And as goes, he says that, she goes, la, 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 la,
I'm just saying, like, the business is going really well. La, 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 Only talk about the old days. Nothing new. I adopted 400 puppies. Yeah. Don't keep talking about what you're doing now. I'll bring in more urchins. Yeah, I was going to say, I brought my nine adopted children here. La, 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 la. They can sing along, but that's it. I don't want to hear anything else about it. These are uh, bar patrons. I started a choir. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing uh, a lot. Anything else we have to say about this song? I, I mean, this is it, this is a song where they the verses don't say there's there's not the verses are not long, but there's so much in them, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a lot of drinking songs where it's. Very sad in the verse, and then it just kind of like oompa oompas its way through the chorus. <laughs> but it's a sad oompa oompa. I think we can agree. Yeah, with but that, you could right? still swing your arm to it. You could still really yeah. swing your arm to it. I mean, it's sad to a point, but it, it's sad in that it's reflective. But I think it does end with a sense of hopefulness. Sure. It definitely yes, I agree with that. But it's it's still wistful at yeah. the end, right. right? I think if you're singing an oompa oompa song. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that it's sad if if you start the chorus like you just ran a marathon. Like if you're like <laughs> those were the days, my friend. Like you if you get, just you could rev just it up. Yeah, just barely get the words out. That's you're like, yeah. oh, this is a sad oompa oompa. This isn't a happy oompa oompa. Um <laughs> so yeah. Um all right. Well, uh, they started else? slow so that the orchestra has time to 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 run into place and be like, oh, oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Get get the kids choir. Get them out here. Down Come one on, more. Starting. Down down one more glass and then go to their places. <laughs> These verses are real short. We gotta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta give them a chance to set up. Uh, let's do expanded universe. Expanded universe. I mean, I think. There are there are a lot of different songs that can coexist with this one. Um, That's the premise of this bit. Yep. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like all, every, most songs that we talk about have something to do with drinking and bars. Um, yes. So they say that they raise a glass or two, but I'd imagine they at least have one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. Oh sure. yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, can I just start here and that I we can we can discuss. But is this almost certainly the same woman as the one from Fernando? Well, that's my question. It has yeah. such a similar oh. vibe to the way she's she's saying it. Is the, is this the same person from Fernando? That makes sense. Right? Yeah. If <laughs> if she was like, "Fernando, let me buy you a drink. I got a story to tell." <laughs> Just kidding, Fernando. You're buying. <laughs> and I mean, and that brings us back to the theory of, you know, he's not really there. She looks in the tavern and imagines Fernando. The per- she, she imagines Fernando, the person mm. she once knew, mm. is in the tavern. The tavern where they plan their ill-fated revolution. That's true. No. No. I'm going to say definitely. So this is Liberty. Liberty. That's right. Oh, yeah. Liberty. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had yeah. to go back and think about those lyrics. <laughs> um, so, or could she be the uh, long, cool woman in the black dress? Oh. oh, and this is the song that 
Right. Do we have a name? Do we just call him Holly? Holly. I think uh, it's just Holly's. Here's, yeah. Here's, yeah. Uh, well, it's Holly. It's one, it's one of the Hollies. Right. It's one Holly. His name's Holly. Well, she was having a great time hanging out with all the gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, one night it ended when everyone got busted, and now she's reminiscing. By Holly. Yeah. And her, her backing band is clearly the Sultans of Swing. It's that type of Sure. Story. Oh, without a doubt. Sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she says that they sing and dance forever in a day. So at mm-hmm. some point, I think the bartender from closing time has to get involved and like kick them out. <laughs> that's, that's I was, yep. You got there before me. Oh yeah. yeah. I was definitely going <laughs> to oh, say, yeah. he's definitely like, ah, you don't have to go home. <laughs> you, uh, can, you can sing and dance forever in a day, but you can't you sing and dance forever in a day. You, here. Don't, <laughs> you don't have to do your data start here, but you can't, <laughs> uh, I screwed it up, but. You can't. You gotta go home. That's what I'm trying to say. Get out. Get out. Everybody uh, doing dot art. No, it's not many. It's not many. Yeah. <laughs> Clarence, you practice real hard and do your dot art. So, so they don't bring a nice picture of not a not a pipe. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um. um so I mean I think we can all agree that all she wants to do is dance. That's what I was Let's gonna just say. Get that. All she nah, all she sorry. wants to do is dance, right? Everything else is going yeah. on around her. So everybody... no, I think I think every all anybody else wants to do is dance, and all she wants to do is talk about those days. Well, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Are these the? Is this the? Or is this the table that's happening? The revolution is starting to happen, and they're all talking about this other woman in the bar who's just dancing. Like she's just. We are putting together a revolution <laughs> in this bar. It's like perfect, yeah. and then this all this lady wants to do is dance. Somebody get hey, her. Hey, lady, I'm I'm trying to tell a story mm-hmm. Don about those Henley, days. Would you go get her? <laughs> <laughs> Can you send a couple of other eagles to talk to that lady who just keeps dancing? Um, I think we could all agree though. Pettimore whiskey will get you so drunk that you don't know what year oh, it is. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. Without a doubt, that sweet. That sweet <laughs> you'll just be whiskey. standing in front of a bar. Staring at the window, being like, is that me? Yeah. I think she, when she gets back to the bar and doesn't recognize anything, it's clearly because it's now it's a disco. <laughs> um, and she's Lola. Not for Lola. Yep. You think she's yeah. Lola? I think she's Lola. But Lola gets to go in the bar, in the disco. Well, she, she could go in. I don't know if she's just staring at the window. I feel like the bouncer is going to be like, get this one out of here. This one. I think we, I don't know what's going on, but this one's got to get out of here. You can stare at the window. You can't stare at the window here. She's just looking I at think, her face going, I'm old. Get her out of <laughs> here. Get her out. I think we've had the, the Copacabana bar has like changed his hand 10 times <laughs> over the course of history. I think we also decided the bar from Lullaby was the Copacabana yeah. bar and like right. a couple, basically anytime anyone's in a bar it's like oh yeah that also was the Copa Cabana at one point by the way this bar's just, disco bar's disco changing, now guys just keeps changing over <laughs> then somebody just like hits a button and like all the tables turn over <laughs> and just have like Mick Jagger doing cocaine on them yep. what you've been uh-huh. under there the whole time um anyway did yeah. this floor always light up yes um Andy Warhol <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, the only thing I was going to say, I know this is not a song that we've covered, but, you know, when she, the, I could only think when she said, 
you know, for in our hearts, the dreams are still the same. And, and then if she like continued on, it was like, you know, these dreams go on when I close my eyes, right. every second, <laughs> of, every the second night. of the night, I live another life, yeah. right. you know? Uh, so, but that's, that's, that's what's cool about that. Dan is that is expanded, expanded universe, right? Because we did do a heart song, right? That's true. No. Um, so. the name of which I have forgotten at the moment. Uh, is it? Uh, didn't we do all she wants to do is make love to you or no? Well, yes. that's all. Yeah, all I want yeah. to do is make love to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> all she wants to do. I've been talking to my friend over here. She just really <laughs> wants to. Oh yeah, no, no, all, no. You know what I'm thinking? No, all I want to do is first make love to you. First, all she wants to do is dance. No, then. the other. The, what I was thinking was because okay, this is a total, total tangent, but all. All I want to do is make love to you is very similar yeah. in vain to all that she wants is another baby. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> That's the third person. This is first person. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, a- and- Ace of base, ace of heart. You see how it all... <laughs> Not at all. It all goes I don't, together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Abba. Oh, 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 hold on. Rachel... Signed out of the Zoom meeting. That's right. Literally, no one is on the Zoom meeting anymore. It's odd. Um, and finally, yes. I think we can agree that this is a very sad tavern. Mm-hmm. So there's only one person who could be singing there. I have no uh, idea where this is going. No. Probably on I'm, Tuesdays. I'm, this is a, can be a complete surprise to me when it happens. You guys, it's Pearl. Check the, oh, what? 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 Check the sandwich board outside. Tuesdays is for Pearl at this tavern. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday nights now appearing Pearl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pearl. Sings one sad oh, song. Pearl. Yeah, over and over and over again. Yep. <laughs> sad. Um, she was going to lead a art revolution. <laughs> when she sees a reflection in the window and she says, is that lonely woman really me? Oh, yep. wait a minute. This song mm-hmm. seems like it's for the lost and the lonely. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I should. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna pop in. See what she has to say. Oh, she's selling records. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, look at that reflection in that window. Window is that old, hideous old woman really me? Oh no, that's another woman throughout the. Oh yeah, no, that's a woman named Pearl. Oh, Never mind, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. I I'm look great. I'm good. Actually, I look. Yeah, I look great. <laughs> I forgot. I'm Chris, great I forgot. I'm Christy Brinkley. I'm fine. <laughs> I've aged very well. Pearl, not so yes. much. No, Pearl's in trouble, but I'm good. Uh, She's just standing right. there at the piano. Yeah. Oh, Pearl. <laughs> um. <laughs> I wish you only the best. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Check out the songs of the Story Song Podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did the story come to be? Before we do that, though, recurring segment. We have another five-star review to read. Rachel, I believe you have it. Yes. If you would do the honors. Sure. This is a review left for us on Apple Podcasts Australia. Mm. Hey. 
And yeah. I want we want to say because well when you when you read it, if you happen to go on the review page and look, you're not going to see it if you live uh, anywhere other than oh, Australia. Right. Yes. Why do they break it up? I don't know. We don't know. It's weird, but, but that's how it works. But I'm not making this up. This is a real no. five star review. Mm-hmm. This is from written by a koala. Written oh. by. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive. <laughs> right. I'm guessing not. They're adorable, but I, yeah, I think fine. they're also mean. Um, no, this is from mm. uh, f- from user bm two zero 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 one dash two. That sounds like a koala. You know what's funny? That that was my uh, that was my grandmother's name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you spelled but, it out, but can you pronounce it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bum one two. Um. Anyway. Uh, it's so beautiful in the original Italian. We're gonna, we're, yeah, that's right. We're gonna just go ahead and and call this person B. Okay. B titles this. They know all the chords, like the mm. songs of swing. Yeah. Says great podcast covering some great songs. Well worth a listen. Thank you, Australia. Short and sweet. Short Love it. Sweet. Thank Love you. it. Five stars. Thank you so much. Th- thank you, B. We appreciate it. Thanks. Hey B. guys. Uh, if you would like to hear your review right on the show, uh, you know what to do. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in Australia, in the United States, in... Guys, help me out. Name another country. In... Uh, Other places? Croatia? There's a, sure. Croatia. If you want to get on the Croatian mm-hmm. uh, Apple Podcasts, leave that five-star review, and we will read it on the show. Thank you again, B. We really appreciate it. Yes. We hope you're enjoying the show. Michael. Hi. Tell us the uh, history of this story song. Sure. Please. So, um, Those Were the Days is mm-hmm. based on a Russian romance song, the earliest mm-hmm. recording of which was in around 1925. Mm-hmm. Um, the original was written by Russian composer Boris Fomin and mm-hmm. uh, poet Konstantin Podrevsky. I um, just want to say, before you yes. go on, I am extremely unsurprised by oh. that because there is the the Russians have a melancholy in their bones yeah. that just was so reflected in this song. It was inescapable. So if you said that it was from anything other than a Russian romance song, <laughs> right. I would have said, we got to go back. I don't think that's true. That can't be true. So the English lyrics were written by American musician and playwright Gene Raskin. He was born in the Bronx in 1909, and his mother was Russian, so Mm -hmm. he knew the original song from his childhood. Uh, I believe she would sing it to him. Um, Yeah. Uh, So he wrote new lyrics when he and his wife were performing as a folk duo, uh, Gene and Francesca. Yep. He was Gene. His wife was Francesca. Sure. Um, Okay. Uh, in New York City in the early 1960s. They were performing in London at the Blue Angel, um, and they closed their show with Those Were the Days. Um, somebody was in the audience that night by the name of Paul McCartney. <gasps> yeah. What? Or one night he was there. Um, the, the, guy so... with the, the guy with the puppets? He did the ventriloquism act? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy from the Ed Sullivan <laughs> show? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was him. Um... He was just some guy who wrote some silly love songs. That's right. Um, so to step back from this, uh, at around this time, um, 
At a May 14, 1968 press conference in New York City, the Beatles, mm-hmm. the Beatles is a band that Paul McCartney was in, a <laughs> small, small indie call. band. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Michael, I don't think I they think had any hits. Michael, you're, you're talking about Wings. Paul McCartney was in Wings. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is so embarrassing. Oh. Yeah. Oops. Um, we'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Beatles announced that they had started Apple Records. Mm-hmm. Um, John Lennon described Apple Records as, quote, a business concerning records, films, and electronics. Uh, um, sure. Always hilarious, that guy. (laughs) Really. (laughs) And uh, according to NPR, Apple was intended to be a record label and a place to produce any creative ideas. Like, basically, if somebody went to them and they had a good idea, they would be like, go, go do it. Wow, like if if they were in a tavern one night drinking with friends and laughing and thinking about great things they could do, they would go to Apple, Apple Records. Yeah. And be like, you know, we want to put this on Shark Tank. And they, they say, well, we'll do it on, on Apple Records. Interesting. Right. They, yeah. would say, they would say, first we'll invent Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then, and, then, and then you can pitch your show. Your, we'll put it on your, one of the three idea. networks. Right. Right. Um, we'll have uh, John D. Rockefeller will be one of the sharks. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. But- who, are, who are 1960s millionaires? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And other people as well. Yes. I mean, uh, the Beatles. Right. That's true. I, I mean, when they say any creative ideas, meaning uh, like media-wise or just any so, yeah. ideas. So like if somebody wanted to do a, uh, if, if somebody wanted to do, say, a play or a movie, they would invest in that as well? I would imagine so. I don't know that that actually happened i think they're mostly a record label Mm -hmm. um but i think that was the intention going in and after hearing those were the days at the blue angel paul mccartney liked the song and was looking for an artist to record it um so i guess he liked the song but was like "Mm, gene francesca i'm gonna i'm gonna find somebody else to (laughs) sing this but thanks for the song you guys are you guys are great song writers um but anyway So, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm just thinking they sit down with Paul McCartney and he's like, this is so great. I got to find somebody who can record it. And they're just like, you know, we just, I mean, anybody, if anybody, (laughs) I could find anybody who could record. Anyone in the world. We have our own microphones. I mean, any, I mean, I'll search (laughs) high and low. We have our own microphones. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they said about Abbey Road Studios was that, um, it was bring your own microphone. Yes. B-Y-O-M. Yeah. 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 So Welsh singer Mary Hopkin, who was born on May 3rd, 1950, appeared on the British radio slash television competition show um, Opportunity Knocks. And I'd say radio and television because it ran for 23 series between 1949 and 1990. Crazy. Um, You know, the Brits, I I do got to say one thing. The Brits have a, a, a love and a culture of radio that... I just adore. It's one of the few things we don't have in America that I that I wish we could have copied. Well, we did. We did for a time. There was, I mean, like something like this. I mean, um, Guiding Light, the soap opera, started yes. on radio, right? No, but Michael, television. I mean, like, but like now they have like sketch comedy shows on the radio. Oh, and we they don't have, have that. like 
No, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, if you look, if you look at like any British comedian, like it'll be like three seasons of this show, and then like two seasons of this radio sitcom or whatever. Like, it's crazy. They still like basically over there. It's still 1950 in terms of like <laughs> people going back and forth between like the radio and like the tele. It's just it's awesome. We don't we don't have that here. So well, I also I wish we did. I also love that they the the. The British have a very different idea of what a of what TV and or a radio or a show had to be like series. Mm-hmm. A series in 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 England could be either 28 episodes or three episodes. And yeah. the, right. the time between seasons could be five years. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And it was like that with this. Yeah, 23, um, 23 series. 23 seasons or 23 series over... 40 years, 41 years. Yeah, yeah. Right. And a total of two episodes, so... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one series was merely to the, com- to the first commercial break. Yeah. And that, was like, that was it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, she was on Opportunity Knox, um, and... So, tell me it's London 1968 without saying it's London 1968. <laughs> um, after seeing Mary Hopkin win on Opportunity Knox, Twiggy uh-huh. called Paul McCartney <laughs> yep. and recommended that he audition her. Sure. Now, if you don't know who Twiggy is, that is Laverne and Shirley's neighbor. <laughs> no. No. Yes. You stop. You stop. Jenny and Twiggy. In, yeah. the, in the UK version... Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. In the UK version, Twiggy is played by a wafish blonde woman who doubles as a model. That would be. Lena becomes like, Jenny. Twiggy becomes Twiggy. It's great. That would be hilarious. I feel like I feel like the stroke of midnight on 1969. Right. Twiggy just like evaporated into the future. <laughs> right. She could only exist in 1960s London. Yes. Right. Yes. She's great. She's around. No, I know. Yeah, she's doing I stuff. Know. It's just hard Good to imagine. Twiggy. Her being like, what was she famous for? Being Twiggy. That's what I'm she saying. She's famous for being Twiggy. That's the amazing so, thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So after Twiggy got in touch with Paul McCartney, sure, which happened when she was watching Opportunity Knocks. Um. Right. Nelson they, Powers was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they signed Mary Hopkin to uh, Apple Records, and she was one of the first artists signed to the label. Uh, other artists signed to Apple included James Taylor, mm. Badfinger, Billy Preston, Ronnie Spector, Wings, and Yoko Ono. Oh, I mean, mm. it's, it's legit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, and also the Beatles, right? Um, right. Like if it was just the Beatles being released on Apple Records, it'd be like that's fine. Yeah. So uh, those were the days. Would be one of the first singles that Apple released. And one of the label's biggest hits. In fact, I think like the catalog number is like Apple II. Jeez. <laughs> um, so Mary Hopkins said, the recording was quite a momentous occasion for me. It was in Abbey Road Studios. There was a full orchestra there, which was quite intimidating. The song was fresh and new to me, even though I'd learned it. Uh, so when we started recording, I was very timid about it. Mm-hmm. She was also young. Yeah, she was right? 18 years old. 17, 18? Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting for this song because it is from the perspective of someone who's much older right. singing about herself 
when she's much younger and she's Mary Hopkin was younger playing the part of an older person singing about someone her age. Right. That's nuts. So fascinating stuff. Yeah. Uh, it became an international hit. The song went to number one around the world in Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Ireland, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, the UK. In the US, it went to number one on the Billboard Adult Contemporary and also in West Germany. This so, song. At- <laughs> this, this song. This very song. I mean, number but again, one like, a bullet. Unbelievable. Much like Twiggy calling Paul McCartney, uh, this feels like something that could have only happened in like 1968. Right. Right. Yeah. There, there's this. This just like it seems insane now, but I think just for that brief period, this made sense. Well, it's uh, it's this song kind of had everything going for it and nothing going for it at the same time. Uh-huh. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just an odd sort of song to be like a number one hit because it right. sounds like it was written at the turn of the 20th century it, yes. it sounds like a like a bar song yeah um it has harpsichord and mandolin and stuff in it yeah but it was also produced by paul mccartney right at the time right. the beatles were like ex- experimenting with like world music and, mm-hmm. and different sounds like their their records were all over the place um in a very good way and music at the time was kind of all over the place yeah that's Um, what i mean yeah so it's it's an unlikely hit but a likely hit at the same time yeah you know like everything you could and and what we were saying before um you know the fact that the singer was brand new um and much younger than the character in the song it could have gone completely wrong right you know, like there's there's a lot of things that could have not worked and everything worked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if it wasn't good, it wouldn't have been released, though. So because I, I have I have a <laughs> well, well yeah. I have a, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but I'm saying is, take, I have a hot take by Dan. <laughs> well, I have a, so from what I understand, Mr. <laughs> McCartney is a very talented man. He also apparently is very controlling, uh-huh. which is. Kind of why I have a suspicion maybe that's why he wanted a new young singer that he could mm. tell exactly what to do and not have the people who wrote the song and performed it with uh. their own ideas. Oh, that's interesting. How yeah. So you think go. he definitely had a vision for this? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I have heard stories of, you know, like, because you mentioned, like, I, I, Badfinger was a band that he produced. And basically, like, Paul McCartney was like, play it like this. No, like this. No, you know what? I'll just do it. Don't worry about it. Actually, you guys can go home. I'll, I'll, I'll just do all the instruments. <laughs> Thanks, though. So, uh, I think it was. I think it may have been more like that. That he was just like, "What if I got someone new who I could again? I could just tell them what to do, right, and they right. would just do whatever I would said." Because I'm Paul McCartney. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. And- so I'm guessing. The song is also one of the things that that could have gone either way with the song is the fact that it's and we what we were talking about earlier was um, it does sort of end with a little bit of a hopeful note. But at the same mm-hmm. time, song's kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty sad. So like a real sad song can either 
be so like much. be a yes it can either be a huge hit and resonate or it could just be like oh it's too sad i don't want to listen to this right right it has to hit yeah. the balance yeah but something like this it's uh, i think kind of universal like a, a sad reminiscence <laughs> everybody can sort of understand that mm-hmm. yeah i mean this time also it was just it was just a rough period uh i think there was a lot of pop cultural stuff about people wanting to go back to an innocent a more innocent time yeah uh, late 60s not, early 70s was the start of that certainly in the yeah. u.s that that 50s kind of yeah there, there was definitely. a looking back but i'm also just saying like not to make light of this stuff but you know there had been a a number of political assassinations the mm-hmm. war was going poorly like there was just a feeling of like something went wrong here if only we could get back to like the fun early 60s so i think that probably played into it sure as well yeah, yeah i could see that yeah that's true um so in the u.s after as i said it went to number one on the u.s billboard adult contemporary chart um on the billboard hot 100 um Mm -hmm. after six weeks on the chart those were the days peaked at number two the week of november 2nd 1968 there is a very specific reason that it peaked at number two number one was a little song called hey jude (laughs) <laughs> that song was on the chart for 75 years yeah basically um so hey jude had been number one since september 28 of that year um the two singles were released on the same day in Whoa. late august yeah um those were the days stayed at number two for three weeks until november 23rd when it was replaced by love child by the supremes oh good song Hey Jude stayed at number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Child ultimately took the number one spot from Hey Jude the week of November 30th. Mm. So uh, the week that those were the days peaked at number two, the Beatles also had Revolution on the charts. Uh, it was on its way down the chart, but it was at number 19. Uh-huh. Um, there were a couple of other notable songs in the top 20 that week the week of november 2nd 1968 it wasn't all usually we do like the top five right top five was sort of all over the place not all winners yeah in (laughs) in the top 20 uh number three little green apples by oc smith number six eleanor by the turtles uh number seven over you by gary puckett and the union gap number 10 white room by cream Number 13, Peace of My Heart by Big Brother and the Holding Company. Number 14, a little song we've talked about called Harper Valley PTA by Gene yeah. C. Riley. Nice. <laughs> number 16, I Gotta Get a Message to You by the Bee Gees. And number 17 was My Special Angel by the Vogues. So nice. even in that sample, you could see that late 60s music was all over the place. So this they're, actually they're does really out. fit into that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they were trying to figure it out, but there was just something. Everybody was just doing stuff. Yeah, it's all, it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's great. It's good times. Yeah. In the late sixties. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were the days we've we've talked about this before too. Those were the days was also released as a single in October nineteen sixty eight. So this was released August nineteen sixty eight. The um, uh, Mary Hopkins version. In October of 1968, Sandy Shaw released a version. She was one of the most successful British singers of the 60s. 
Uh, she had a number one UK hit with a song we've discussed before, uh, the Burt Bacharach, Hal David song, There's Always Something There to Remind Me, which, mm. as we will say again, is not a song from the 80s. It is, <laughs> no. in fact, yes. from the 60s. <laughs> but, who, but who else? But someone else sang that, didn't they? Uh, a lot of people sang it. I think Dionne Warwick sang it. Yeah. Dionne Warwick. Dionne That's Warwick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she sang a ton of Burt Bacharach, Hal yeah. David Okay, song. no, I, I yeah, just, I know Bacharach we had talked about that. wrote it, then yeah. she sang it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And also, some, I forgot who it was, but whoever sang it in the 80s. Oh, uh, Naked Eyes. Oh, good. Good job, Didn't Dan. Didn't have to think about that. Well done. Um, He's so... wearing his Naked Eyes shirt right now, his concert shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sandy Shaw's version of Those Were the Days uh, was not a hit. Um, the Mary Hopkins version was. Awkward. Um, <laughs> But it's funny because we were talking about this with Harper Valley PTA. There were two versions out at around the same time, and Harper Valley was on the charts at the same time. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a minute and think about that. Um, So (laughs) Mary Hopkin released her debut album uh, on Apple Records in 1969. It was called Postcard. Uh, It was also produced by Paul McCartney, who wrote her next single, which was credited to Lennon McCartney. Uh, The song was called Goodbye. Um, that single went to 13 on the Billboard Hot 100, number six on the Adult Contemporary chart, and number two in the UK. Uh, she was on the UK chart, stuck behind "Get Back" by the Beatles. Oh so just She's can't win be with like, these guys. Could... Paul, what are you? You're killing me, man! <laughs> I can't get the number one here. Living like, in we, your shadow. Just, how about we coordinate calendars and yeah. <laughs> figure out when you release something, I release something. Can or you how guys about I release? How about when I release my next song, you guys release a bad song, right? Ringo must something. have written something recently. Aww. Please, can you record one of those? Mean. See, th- this is why we need to read inter-office mm. memos, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what? Let me release my song first, and then you guys release yours a couple weeks later, because yours is going to be right. number one for like six months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just let me get in there first, and then you can, right. then you can take it away from me. Man, rough. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Um... I think anyway, she's fine. Yeah, she's doing great. Uh, in <laughs> in 1970, um, she took Mary Hopkin took second place in the Eurovision Song Contest with a song called "Knock Knock Who's There." Uh, they say always number two with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, her favorite color is silver. Um, <laughs> Just because she... it's what she's around most. <laughs> She um she had international success on the singles charts through the early 70s, and she's continued singing and recording over the years, but stepped away from pop music in the early 70s, uh, around the time she started her family. Um, and according to her official website, quote, uh, lots of rep- recording projects over the years kept Mary as busy as she wants to be, and none of them were ever intended as a comeback, although this tends to be what happens. Mary lives a nomadic lifestyle, flitting about between countries. Uh, rumor has it that she lives in a chateau in France where she can only reach, be reached by carrier pigeon. While not strictly true, she still values her privacy. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Written by a D&D dungeon master? Like, <laughs> she's like, like, what is happening oh, here? <laughs> so, so I think it's basically she stepped away from the spotlight. Sure. By choice. She right. records when she wants to. 
I, I, I mean, you guys rumor, Mary does her thing. Rumor yeah. has it, when the mists rise, <laughs> Mary can be seen right. singing at a tavern. <laughs> I mean, those were the days, man. Um, <laughs> so, um, in October of 2005, um, a favorite... Uh, artist of the folks here on the Story Song Podcast, and frankly, a favorite artist of everyone in the world. Yeah, Dolly Parton released an mm. album called "Those Were the Days." Uh, it's a collection of covers of pop and folk songs from the '60s and '70s, and the opening track is "Those Were the Days," and Mary Hopkin is featured on backing vocals. Love it. Also, what's interesting, Porter Wagner is also featured on that song, um, mm. and Dolly and Porter Wagner. Work together at the beginning of her career. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, she had to have Porter Wagner on that. On yeah. the, on those were the days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So pretty wow. cool. Pretty cool. And it's a it's a really great recording too. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um. So uh, a little bit about Paul McCartney for those of you <laughs> who oh, don't Lord. know him. Um. This was really. <laughs> This was this was like the height of his career. This was yeah. this was the mm. biggest thing that he ever did. Um, mm. You know, he produced mm. this record, um, yeah. kind of went into obscurity for a few years, and then came back mm-hmm. as the mystery vocalist on uh, "The Girl Is Mine" with Michael right. Jackson in nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. The Girl Is Mine, which is actually about Mary Hopkin. People don't know yeah. that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> People don't know that. Yeah, she's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, he mm. showed real promise with this song, but he just decided to get out of music after this. So <laughs> none of that is true. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, he he is on the Michael Jackson song. He is. He is on on uh, the girl is mine. And the gosh Michael darn Jackson, girl is mine. Oh god! And Michael Jackson uh, <laughs> appears on. I think his the one the song that was on his album was "Say Say Say." Mm, yes. Yeah. Two not great songs. I'm say, say, say is a great song. Nah, is it though? Think about yes. it. Think. Mm. Right, I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, it's a great song. Think of. Okay, is it though? Think about it. Think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a great song. Think hard. All right. Are you thinking about the song or are you thinking about the video? Because the video is terrible. I mean, I'm thinking about both. <laughs> I mean, say, say, say is much better than the girl's mind. I will give you that. Well, but the- that's not saying a lot because I. <laughs> really dislike the girl's listen mind. listen well what's was, funny is what? i think the girl is mine was the first single from thriller oh it is yeah oh yes and listen, which is insane now i get it because paul mccartney's singing on it i understand yeah. why that happened but in the grand scheme of things thriller had like 19 hits which yes. doesn't make sense there's only like 10 songs on it but somehow they still managed to do it yet the first single released from one of the biggest albums of all time the most number one singles from any one album is the girl's mind. Nobody yeah. is like a bad song. Nobody is ever going to say that either of those songs are the are the uh, ultimate of either of their careers. You know, like yes. the ultimate moment, the high point of their careers. So we could just Actually, let it lie. Oh no! I think say say say. Uh huh. Might be in terms of like time on the chart stuff like that. Like, might be Michael Jackson's biggest hit. Right, but what I'm going to say... Be, that can't First be. First of all, there's, that's got to be impossible. I read it somewhere years ago. 
Yeah, in the stay safe on and the stay safe, will... safe fan club. <laughs> sure. The, there's there's Mary a Hopkins. I will look for it and I will find it. And if it's Mary wrong, Hopkins we cut this part out. to you in a dream <laughs> and said, "I am in a chateau in France," and also say 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 is Michael Jackson's biggest hit, and then she disappeared. But just because, and... but just because something is somebody's biggest hit, does not mean it is the height of their career. See Convoy, the movie by Sam Peckinpah. That's true. Just Bye. because it's successful does not mean it's the height of their career. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Also not. So. Um, so anyway, so one of the things about Those Were the Days uh, that I thought was interesting um, is the fact that it is a translation from yeah. of, a, of a song written in another language. And we sure. talked about this before. Um, there is something about that. We talked about it on our Fernando episode because Fernando was originally written in Swedish uh-huh. um, and then translated. Uh, but there's something about, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about this. There's something about songs that are written in another language, translated into English. They, I mean, obviously not always, but like, there are a lot of songs like this that become massive hits mm-hmm. and there's something mm-hmm. about them that's so melodic and so memorable and I don't well, know. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, cause this almost sounds insulting to the song because I think it's very good, but there is this strain of the, you get the occasional weirdo hit that just is the, the audience, whatever it is, is ready for something new and you just get something that just like sounds really new and fresh and different. And I mean, not even fresh because this obviously sounds old, but like something that just is just different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's enough. I mean, this plus, look, it was produced by Paul McCartney. Right. Uh, you know, it was it was the number two release from Apple. Like, obviously, they were pushing it super hard. So that also, yeah. I'm sure, helped. But yeah, it's just you know, like that you can look through, and I'm sure you can think of a number of like. Why Why was this song a hit? I don't know. It just caught fire at the right time. It sounded different. It didn't sound like anything else on the radio, and it just became a, a thing. Well, I think there's also, I mean, I think there's also something, it, there's there's two sides to it. I think that it, it depends on what we're talking about. Like, this is from an, a very old Russian song, right? It's not like they yeah. fe- they heard the song from Russia, and they were like, we got to translate this and get this over to the other side of the world um which which happens right like there are times where you know a song is big in another country and they hear it and they're like this song is great here it's going to be great everywhere but we got to translate it mm-hmm. as opposed that's that's one bucket and then the other bucket is sort of found material right that that, that is right. given a new life because somebody decides to adapt it somehow well, and then Michael, that's what I wanted to ask you, and maybe you, you know or you don't, but th- w- was this the the plot of the Russian song, or did they completely just come up with new lyrics and keep the melody? I am not a hundred percent sure. Uh, okay. I think I think it was. I think it's a different s- story, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't one hundred percent know. Um, right. Okay. I, I don't. I don't speak Russian. But it wasn't necessarily um, a straight translation. Correct. Just, in fact, I think they adapted the, the music slightly mm-hmm. uh, to fit the new lyrics. Right. 
Right. Sure. That makes sense. Um, but I mean, like we, when we were, we talked about on our, um, I guess it was the, how am I supposed to live without you episode? Um, Gloria, for instance, uh-huh. was a translation from an Italian song. Um, right. Seasons in the Sun, we talked about, was right. a translation from a French song. Well, that's specifically um, Jacques Bre- Was How do you say it? Jacques, Jacques Brel? Brel. I yeah. mean, a lot of Jacques Brel songs were translated into, into yeah. English. And that's that's, I mean, a, that's like a phenomenon. You know, you can just go, you know. That's also him. I mean, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. a musical genius whose yeah. songs are insanely melodic. Correct. Um, you know, but like, I just... Like here, here. This is a couple of songs that have been translated from other languages. Uh, it's now or never by Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darin. Answer Me, My Love by Nat King Cole. My Way by Frank Sinatra. Um, written by Paul Anka, but it was adapted from a, a French lyric. Um, right. The Jacques Brel song "If You Go Away," which is basically a standard, and everybody has recorded it. Yeah. Um, let It Be Me by the Everly Brothers, My Man by Fanny Bryce, later by Barbara Aww. Streisand. Um, a lot of them from French. But I think yeah. what we were saying in the, the ABBA episode is to sort of fit things in, in another language, in, 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 in this case English, that it, in a language that the song wasn't intended for. You, you sort of have to play around with sentence structure. Right. And lyrically it becomes more interesting and it also i mean right. a lot of times it, it it reads sometimes more like like a romanticized way of saying something or yes. a more flowery yeah, yeah. way of saying something uh right which lends itself to being a bigger hit well i mean also i mean again with the tra- like i you're right that you know the the translation can lend itself to slightly unusual phrasing in order to make a fit or you know the way the other language works is a little different from English. So it just sounds a little strange. And as I said, like sometimes all it takes is a little something just to stand out. But I mean, also if you have a good song, like right. translate it, baby, <laughs> like don't, right. don't leave it stuck in one language, you know, like you might as well try. So, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of stuff that you, that we, uh, movies, TV shows, songs that are, come from other places and are just translated, and we have no idea because right. how would we know? We never saw the original or heard the original, sure, uh, yeah. until later. So, yeah. Except Mary Hopkin, she is a constant. She's seen it all. For sure. she is just on the mist and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ethereal. She speaks. <laughs> she speaks all languages. <laughs> That's right. She's and, like Doctor then, Who. She she might be a time lord. Anyway. We'll get mm. into that. I have a whole yeah. thesis about how Mary Hopkin is a Time Lord. Do not <laughs> get me started. Yeah, put well, it on your you blog. Got Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and uh, and uh, Doctor Who in one episode, right? Well, so this is the sound of me pushing my glasses up my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just put some tape on those mm-hmm. and. Proud of it, baby. All right, is that it, Michael? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Thank Good song. Good. Well, Good yeah. song. Very good song. Mm, uh, that was good the, history. That was the episode. Yeah. <laughs> those those were the the days that we were talking about, the days that uh the episode That's true. with That's the right. song and the these song. These are the these are the days that you're listening to this <laughs> podcast right now. So about the days of 
Mary yeah. Hawk and I mean, we could go absolutely. on forever. Uh, like let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from this song? I learned that if... Um... Years ago, you frequented a tavern mm-hmm. and you decide mm-hmm. to go back to that tavern. Um, go back during the day because <laughs> if you go at night, it might be a ghost tavern. So during right. the day, if it is an actual ghost tavern, it won't be there. That's right. That's and if true. you go at night and it's there, you, you're not 100% sure that it's not a ghost tavern. And listen, that's just science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, call, we've done Michael. the research. Yes. Yeah. You, you're going to want to avoid ghost taverns. That's oh, just yeah. good advice in general. Definitely. Yeah. You know, Smart. you'll look at yourself and your reflection in the window. It's, it's all very distressing. I also learned, if I could do a second lesson, mm-hmm. 1968, the Beatles were doing great. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were doing <laughs> fine. The Beatles, not bad. That's my lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things seem to be going A-okay. Yeah. For the B-boys, as I like to call them. I mean, they um, were all over the charts. They yeah, had a record label. Everything was great. I mean, they were ruining their own artists that they were <laughs> trying <laughs> to get hits for. <laughs> right. They had so much good stuff going on. They were literally couldn't, they couldn't do any more. They, they were stopping their own good stuff That's because right. of their other good stuff. Mary's biggest so. competition was the head of their label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say that what I learned is I'm starting to understand why my, uh, spec script in which, uh, Cliff and Norm, uh, <laughs> get locked in an, in a freezer mm-hmm. in Cheers, uh, and then invent an art style That'll upend the cold logic of the bourgeoisie capitalist system. I'm starting to understand why that didn't go as yeah. far as I thought it might. I really yeah. had hopes on that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about expressionism in that in that yeah. episode and yeah. maybe not quite so much with the yuck yucks. So I'm starting yeah, to- Yeah, more about I'm beer. I'm starting to understand why. Less yeah. about expressionism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so- It's okay. That's okay. You know, look- you live and learn. That's what it, listen, that's the you thing. did write that. That was the title of the episode. That's yeah. Right. And listen, you did write that crossover episode with them and wings. So with the people and <laughs> guys and wings. So you, you got something out sure. there. I mean, I'm definitely still getting thousands of dollars in residuals from that episode. <laughs> right. Um, right. So because right. I was the first person ever. No one had ever thought that before. No. And then I, I met with. Uh, Brandon Tartikoff, the yes. head of NBC. And I was like, sure. what if you had two shows and then they came together? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty great. Yep, and uh, he said, uh, "Here's a T-shirt. Uh, get out of my office." <laughs> so, Rachel, <laughs> yeah, what lesson did you learn? Here's what I learned. Yeah, you're you're at a you're at a tavern. You're gonna have friends. You're gonna you're gonna laugh and you're gonna have fun. And at some point, you're gonna come up with the world's best idea. 
So my lesson mm-hmm. is always have a pen and paper in your bag because yeah. the next thing you know, you're waking up, you've had a glass or two or 12, am I right, Mary? And you don't know what you were talking <laughs> about. And that's how you yeah. lose starry notions. That's how you lose yeah. your starry notions because you just right. don't keep track of them. So pen and paper at all times. And you don't want to write it down on a bar napkin. Oh, that, but you, you always lose a bar you napkin. You think it's going to work on the bar napkin. And then you wake up, you're like, I didn't have enough space. I abbreviated stuff. Somebody used it to wipe something down. It's all smudgy. No. Be serious yeah. about be serious I, about your drinking ideas. Uh, looks like I invented uh, lipstick and a piece of old gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Is that a thing? Like, that's. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Rachel, it's a double-edged sword, right. though, right? Right. Because if you get drunk and forget your lesson, you might think, or you, you forget your idea, you might think it was the greatest idea ever. Right. But if you write it down, when you sober up in the morning, and it just says, like, a waffle maker that makes more waffles. Right. And you're like, that was the idea? That's what I was so excited about? Well, I don't even know what that means. That's a great you can make idea. As many, yeah. First of all. You can make as many waffles as you want in a waffle maker. No, 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 no. A waffle maker makes yeah. at most two waffles, Dan. We're talking 12 waffles at a time. I love this idea. The, uh, copywriting it, trademarking it. Hold yeah. on, wait a minute, wait a minute, but- wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Listen, there's a lever. Like you have four waffle makers yeah. in in a circle, right? And then there's a lever in the middle that you lift up. All four lift up. You yep. put the batter in, close it up. Now you're making four waffles at a time. Oh, oh, I got to write this down. I don't have a pen. Sit. I don't have a wait. What was there I? You hold go. on. What was I just saying? I forgot what I was just saying. And, oh. And there we well, have it, folks. There's too bad there's it. no way to listen back to this and find out. Hey That's guys. Right. The Starry um, Notions Waffle Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh this has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, like uh B down under did we certainly would appreciate it um tell your friends about the show if you liked it and come on back for the next episode we're gonna break down another great story song i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle we'll be back at you next time thanks for listening and goodbye bye bye Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story I think one time, I think years ago, like right around Christmas, I tweeted out something like the the people in that Springsteen office uh, audience are really in trouble. And (laughs) I think I got like five likes. There you go. I feel good about that. Not many. Not many. (laughs) That should have been my follow up. (laughs) I got some likes, but not many. (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 